Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music plus sports, comedy, talk, and news. They have it all. And right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for just $1. Go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM, no car required. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, I'm flying with the Busted Open Nation. That's right. I'm getting to all the social media questions that I'm never able to get to Monday through Friday right here on Busted Open. I'm going to our Facebook page. I'm going to our Twitter page. I'm going to our MySpace page. Uh, maybe not MySpace, but I'm going to Facebook. I'm going to Twitter. I'm going to the nation. I, I asked for comments. I asked for questions, and I got a ton of them. A lot of comments and questions about the show, about pro wrestling, about WrestleMania. I try to answer them all on this edition of the Busted Open Podcast. Also, I get into Broken Skull Sessions. That's right. Stone Cold Steve Austin's interview with Brett the Hitman Hart that premiered after Monday Night Raw that's available on the WWE Network. Amazing interview. What a great job by Stone Cold Steve Austin. And some eye-opening comments from Bret Hart about Goldberg. I get into all that right now on the Busted Open Podcast. I'm fine with the Busted Open Nation today. I put something out on Twitter, and that is that, hey, as you all know, I'm pre-recording this show. I'm not going to try to hide that. You know everything that's going on. It's been a really, really tough time for everybody during this whole coronavirus, and I know that everyone is with their families, and hopefully everyone is safe, and, and everyone is taking those precautions to be safe while we're going through this whole ordeal, but... As you know, myself and Bully and Mark Henry and Tommy are doing our best to try to put uh, new content each and every day out there for you on Sirius XM Fight Nation. We are going to be on Monday through Saturday, and unfortunately for right now, we are not going to be live. We're pre-taping, and I think you all know that after uh, the technical difficulties that Bully and I had on yesterday's show. But you know what? We're trying to fix everything, and right now I'm going to be solo Bully will be back tomorrow. Hopefully we'll have Mark on Friday and on Saturday. And we're doing our best to give the absolute best content we possibly can for you, the Busted Open Nation. And when I say that I'm not flying solo and I'm actually flying with the Busted Open Nation is I put out a tweet and I put out a Facebook post. And what I did is I said to you, the nation, give me your comments. Give me your questions. I want to hear from everybody. If you have any questions about the show, any questions about pro wrestling, anything about like your favorite wrestlers or all-time favorite wrestlers, everything is on the table right now. I'm trying to be a distraction for you while everyone's going through all this craziness. And 
quite frankly, you're my distraction from that as well. I'm doing these shows from home, and hopefully one day soon I'll be back in those New York studios talking to you live where you can take phone calls. But at least for right now, I'm going to have to do it on social media and on Facebook. But before I get to your questions, and we have a ton, amazing response from the Busted Open Nation. Before we do all that, there's one thing I did want to talk about. and I'm sure by now, especially since a lot of people are home and kind of just trying to stay low during these crazy times, um, I I was able to catch uh, the sit-down that Stone Cold Steve Austin had with Brett the Hitman Hart, you know, Broken Skull Sessions on the WWE Network, premiered right after Monday Night Raw. And, you know, obviously we all know about the Montreal Screwjob, and I I thought uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin did a phenomenal job. He is an amazing interviewer. It's it's pretty crazy when you think about what a great wrestler he was and what a great personality he was. I mean, he's a Hall of Famer. He's one of the greats of all time. He's on the Mount Rushmore. But he does a phenomenal job as an interviewer. And Bully and I talked to him not too long ago. And he takes he takes a lot of pride in the preparation that he puts in. You could tell the sit-down interview that he had with Bret Hart. He definitely did his time. He did his work. And he talked about his matches with Bret Hart, which obviously are iconic. But he also talked about, um, at great length, the Montreal Screwjob. And we all know the story of the Montreal Screwjob and what Bret Hart went through, but it was great hearing it from this perspective. And then the one that really floored me is when he started talking about Bill Goldberg near the end of that show. And he talked about, and this is the first time I, I ever heard Bret Hart talk this way, because even in his book, he never really blamed Bill Goldberg. And obviously Bill Goldberg, for those who don't know, ended Bret Hart's career on December 19th, 1999 at Starcade with that kick to the head. And he never really blamed Goldberg. He said it's pro wrestling mistakes happen. Even though Bret Hart always prided himself on never causing injury, he never really, as far as I heard, really blamed Bill Goldberg. But man, the things that he said on this show really took me aback. I mean, he called him unprofessional. You know, Bret Hart, as I said, prided himself on always being professional, but he called Bill Goldberg unprofessional. When he brought up the Hall of Fame, he said he brought up Hall of Fame, and he goes, this guy was the most dangerous guy to work with. And he talked about Kurt Henning and how Kurt Henning would always be sore and hurting after the matches with Bill Goldberg. And then Bret Hart went on to say that he hurt everybody that he was in the ring with. So when I heard those comments from Bret Hart, it really, really floored me. And I'm sure it's bringing up a lot of bad memories for Bret Hart when you find out and see what's going on with Bill Goldberg right now. He's a Hall of Famer, WWE Hall of Famer. He had a championship run going into WrestleMania 33, and now he has a championship title again going into WrestleMania 36. And probably somebody like Bret Hart looks at it and says, man, for all the guys that maybe never got the push or all those iconic legends from WCW that never were treated with the respect, uh, you know, somebody like a Vader who just never really got the opportunity that he should had in a WWE ring. And he probably looks at Bill Goldberg and, and is probably just kind of questioning why he's getting all these opportunities, even though, as he said, he was so unprofessional back in the day. And Bill Goldberg is definitely a polarizing figure. And all you have to look at is what's going on right now. 
And we all know he's got the match with Roman Reigns at WrestleMania 36. And most likely, we're going to see a new champion in Roman Reigns come beginning of April. But Bill Goldberg's one of those names that keeps popping up. You think he's gone, and then somehow, some way, he finds himself in the mix. And listen, to me, Bill Goldberg, you know, I've, I've, I'll say it, you know, during those Monday Night Wars, as, as everybody else, I watched everything. I watched the WWF, and I watched WCW, but I was always a Nitro guy. I was a WCW guy, so obviously for quite some time there, you know, 1998, 1999, Bill Goldberg was the guy in WCW. So I, I, I always kind of sided with Bill Goldberg and, but I understand the frustration, but man, when you hear those comments from Bret Hart, it really kind of, you know, piques your interest for sure. But as I said, enough of my yapping about Bret Hart, but again, kudos. And if you didn't see it, it's there on the WWE network, broken skull sessions. And again, phenomenal job by stone cold, Steve Austin. But as I said, this is about you, the Busted Open Nation, and I put out a tweet, I put out the Facebook post, and I'm letting you guys ask me anything. You know, this show has now been on the air, believe it or not, come next month. It's 11 years that this show has been on the air, and it's so funny that I'm doing one hour with you because when this show first started, it was one hour once a week. Myself and Doug Mortman, your host, and look how much this show has grown over the years and it's just so funny doing this show by myself because there were times back then that there were you know Doug Mortman wasn't available and I had to do the show myself that was rare but you know here we are in 2020 going on year 11 and this is kind of like a throwback show for me so uh, I know there's a lot of nation members that have been with us from day one and man you know I, I heard Paul Stanley say this in reference to the band Kiss and he said that kiss is like an elevator. Doesn't matter where you get on as long as you're on. And it's the same thing here with Busted Open. Whether you've been listening to this show since year one or you just started listening to this show last week, it doesn't matter. You guys are all family. You guys are all friends. You know how I feel about you. So when we come back on this crazy, weird, uh, kind of surreal edition of Busted Open, I'm going right to the Busted Open Nation. Can't do it on the phone, so don't bother calling in because you're not going to get through because this is not live. But when I come back, it's your tweets, it's your Facebook posts right here on Busted Open. This is Rick Campbell. Here, Tim Legler and myself react to the news that the NBA season has been suspended on Give and Go. You've got to put the brakes on it. Guys have to get tested, quarantined. Not talking about basketball, but talking about life and the impact of it on the great game that we love. It completely sucks. It's the only thing you can do. We really don't know ultimately when or if we're going to get basketball this season. Give and Go weekdays from 1 to 4 p.m. Eastern on NBA Radio Sirius 207 XM86 and on the Sirius XM app. Flying with the Busted Open Nation. Such a unique show today because all I'm doing is reading your tweets and reading your Facebook posts. And I know I get I get a lot of flack from our Facebook followers. And honestly, I have to take the hit on this. We don't really get a lot of information up on Facebook. And that's something that we definitely, definitely want to change. But I promise you, reading your tweets, reading your Facebook posts, obviously... We are not live today, so no phone calls, but I am taking questions 
from the Busted Open Nation. And since, you know what, I get a lot of flack about not going on Facebook, I'm actually going to start with our Facebook page. And I have not read any of these comments or anything else. These, these are definitely coming off the cuff. So if I read one that's embarrassing, that's the way it's going to be because I did not pre-screen any of these messages. God help me. Okay. We got Matt on Facebook that says, thanks for finally posting on Facebook for all us old folks. And there you go. I'm getting flack from our Facebook followers. Matt, I promise I'll be more active on Facebook, but I'm reading your post now, so I don't want to hear about it. All right, we got Thomas that says, thank you. It's the best part about my morning commute. Thank you so much. Uh, I really appreciate that. Adam Barry says, awesome, but for the love of God, make sure the on-demand works. But you guys are about one of the only things that keep me sane. I think we've done a pretty good job with our on-demand, but if there's been a problem, I'll definitely look into it. Uh, but but thank you, and, and again, thank you so much for listening. You guys are so awesome. Matt in Cali says, one topic in the coming week could be Paul Triple H, change of title and responsibilities in the WWE. And I, I'll tell you this, after what we saw on SmackDown Friday night, I wouldn't mind seeing Triple H as a cameraman or Triple H as a commentator uh triple h is a ring announcer uh and he actually made fun of his demotion and i don't even know how much of a demotion that it really really is but and maybe he's just playing all of us but i think we're seeing the genius of triple h and i thought he definitely kept things light and kept things fun on smackdown and uh we'll we'll see what happens moving forward with nxt and with smackdown and monday night raw as we get closer and closer uh, to WrestleMania 36. I got Randy who says, this actually gave me a chance to catch up. I work nights, so I listen on demand. Glad you guys are back. And listen, that's the beauty of on demand. Not everyone gets the opportunity to listen live. We're on from nine to noon and a lot of people are working during that time. And especially if you're on the East Coast. So I'm glad that a lot of people are taking advantage of our on demand. Um, what else we got here? We got Andrew Haas that says, Dave, you're the best. Thank you. Uh, we need to hear your analysis of Wednesday night's AEW Dynamite show. Uh, I thought Dynamite was really good, but I said this on Busted Open with Bully. And I think I might even have said it with Tommy and with Mark, but um, I love AEW and I love NXT. But most weeks I kind of prefer AEW over NXT with the exception of this last Wednesday. I thought NXT put on one hell of a show at the Performance Center and it, and it had a unique look, and it turns out this is a look that we're going to get used to. But I really actually think NXT had the better show over AEW. And that does not mean that AEW was a bad show at all. I love what they're doing with Lance Archer, with Jake the Snake Roberts. I think that's phenomenal. And for those who were not big fans of New Japan wrestling and what he's done lately, man, the guy is simply phenomenal. And I thought he was the most improved wrestler of 2019 and I'm really looking forward to what he's going to do with AEW and I'm really interested in what's going to happen with the elite and with the inner circle moving forward and what we're going to see at that blood and gut show um Bubba said Bubba Bradley says listen every day another Bubba that's a fan uh listen every day Bob says this is my little getaway from the craziness of our world and I will say this man this is my escape from the craziness of the world so I thank you the nation for being a part of this. Uh, Corey Cologne says, good job today 
being on Twitter. I appreciate that. Appreciate what you do on social media. I try to be very, very active on social media, sometimes to a fault, because my wife, Violetta, who's a stone's throw away for where I'm doing this show right now, gets pissed off at me, and she's actually about to aim an orange at me, but she gets upset at me because I am constantly on my phone, and it's not because I'm texting anyone, Violetta. It's because I'm talking to the Busted Open Nation. Violetta. This show is not just from 9 to noon. This show goes well beyond when we sign off at noon Eastern time. This show is a a 24-hour-a-day connection with the Busted Open. And you knew this when you married me. Okay, when I put that ring on your finger, I told you that you're not just marrying me. You're marrying the entire Busted Open nation. And that's why, for those who had our 10-year anniversary party, that Violetta gave her pierogies to everybody who was in attendance. She didn't just marry me. She married the entire Busted Open Nation. So that's a that's a great, uh, great uh, Facebook post, Corey. Uh, Jose says, why wasn't the show live today? The show wasn't live because of what we're going through. We have a skeleton crew in New York City because honestly, SiriusXM, and especially Mother Marissa, is really concerned about the health of our employees. So they're being very, very careful with everyone who is working. What they want most everyone to to work from from home, and I think that's definitely a positive. And that's why I'm such a proud member of the SiriusXM family. Uh, Michael says, "Prepare for your rigorous schedule. Falls count anywhere Friday. Uh, we are definitely doing a falls count anywhere Friday. It's going to be Mark and I. So you know when Mark and I get together, it's a little bit different." when Mark and I get together because everything is on the table and it doesn't necessarily have to be pro wrestling either. It could be uh, Clarence Carter singing Strokin' or it could be what Mark Henry had for dinner. So, uh, Chris Nelson asked, did anyone else find SmackDown unwatchable? There are rumors that if things don't turn around, that they will present WrestleMania the same way. If that is the case, then this will be the first year I don't think I'll be watching. Well, Chris, I know there's been a lot of people that have been vocal on social media about how they feel about these shows from the Performance Center. And my only thing I'll say to you, Chris, and I want this to be a positive show as much as possible, is be patient. I mean, understand what's going on right now in the world. And what what was normal two weeks ago isn't normal on March 18th, 2020. It's a different world we live in right now. And it's unfortunate and it's very, very sad, but this may be the world for the next two months, three months, four months, six months. I think a lot of things are going to change after what we've just experienced right now. And I'm hoping that we get to the other side. We will get to the other side of this, but it's going to take some time. So listen, please, uh, please be patient. Gary Downs asks, I miss listening to you all. I drove truck and always enjoyed the program. Help pass the time and kept me in the loop in the world of pro wrestling. But my dad had a stroke, and I've had to be home to take care of him and had to tighten my budget. Hope you all are doing good. And and I'm going to message you right now, Gary, as I'm talking to you. And unfortunately, Gary can't listen to us because he no longer has a Sirius X, XM subscription. And, man, I'm praying for you. I'm praying for your dad. And, and you know what, man? This is why the Busted Open Nation is the best fan base in the world 
And that is because of things like this, because I'm glad that uh, Gary's been open about what's going on with his dad and why he can't listen anymore, because we are family and we are friends. Um, this is this is what we go through as as a family. We go through tough, tough times and we're going to do it together. Uh, Josh says, you guys are truly one of the only reasons I keep my Sirius XM account. Keep up the great work. Hey, man, I really appreciate that. Thank you so, so much. It means the world to me. George says, thank God, although watching, on, <laughs> although watching you on Twitter was hilarious. And George, thanks so much for the comment. But uh, I, I didn't do the best job on Twitter last week. We weren't on the air on Thursday, and I felt that I had to go live, whether I couldn't do it on SiriusXM. So I decided, you know what, I'm going to do it on Twitter. And I'm not the most technology, uh, technical sound person. So uh, I was sideways, I was upside down, but the one thing I tried to do is to be there for you, the Busted Open Nation, because I definitely wanted to uh, to do that for you. And I wound up doing an hour because so many of you guys had questions and comments. And I'm really digging the questions and comments now. I'm going to continue to go on our Facebook, but that was for you uh, the Facebook fan. I know you guys bitch and moan that I don't post enough. I know you guys bitch and moan that I don't read your posts and I don't reply. So I figured if I'm going to do a special show like this, I'm going to start with the Facebook page, but I'm going to go to Twitter. I'm going to do that. Don't worry, Facebook friends. I'll get to you. I'll get back to you in a few minutes, but it's right to Twitter when I'm back right here. I'm busted open. If you don't know SiriusXM, then listen up. Commercial-free music, plus sports, comedy, talk, and news. They have it all. A lot of people think you need a car to enjoy SiriusXM, but you don't. You can listen outside the car. Right now, you can get your first three months of SiriusXM outside the car for just $1. Just go to SiriusXM.com busted to see offer details and to subscribe. You can listen on your phone, at home, and online. That's SiriusXM.com busted. Offer available to new SiriusXM streaming subscribers. SiriusXM, no car required. I'm so glad that we at least have this opportunity uh, to read some of your tweets and some of your Facebook posts. Obviously, uh, we hear a lot from the Busted Open Nation on the phones when we're live, but now taking the opportunity to talk to the Busted Open Nation on social media. And you guys do a tremendous job all day long, all night long on social media. It was great reading some Facebook posts, but let's go to... Twitter at Busted Open Radio. Let's go to Money Mark. And Money Mark asks, mine is not so much a question, but more a show of gratitude. And I said to you and Bully on the air yesterday, you guys have been a huge distraction for me during these surreal times. I appreciate you all for helping me escape our reality for a few hours each day. Stay safe out there. And I, I listen right back at you, Money Mark. It's it's great hearing from you on the phones. It's obviously great hearing from you on social media. And believe me, this has been an awesome distraction for Bully and I. I promise you, this week you're going to hear from Tommy Dreamer. You're here going to hear from Mark Henry, and we have a very very tight busted open family. And I'm so glad that you're a part of it. Uh, Ryan in Jacksonville says, "How do you feel that AEW is actually still going to give us?" Two hours worth of action compared to the one match we got on a three-hour Raw last night. And with NXT not having any matches tomorrow, do they finally break a million viewers aside from their debut? 
Ryan, that's a really good question because I'm wondering what the ratings are going to be like for these shows because, as everyone knows, there's no NBA, there's no NHL, um, there's no live sports going on right now. The XFL is suspended right now. So uh, the only thing you're really getting is pro wrestling. So I'm wondering if that's going to attract a lot of new viewers to not only the WWE but to AEW. Uh, I was watching TNT before, and they, they, they've been playing a lot of commercials for AEW Dynamite. So I wonder if that's going to mean more eyes to that product. And I'm expecting that it will, but it may not. I mean, a lot of people are, are tuning into the news nowadays to find out exactly what's going on with the coronavirus and finding out what the latest updates are. So uh, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people like us that are going to want to tune in to NXT and AEW as a distraction, but I'm sure there's a lot of people that, you know, this is a large dose of reality right now. And as far as the matches, can't fault the WWE for only giving us one match on Monday Night Raw. Now, they did give us that phenomenal Royal Rumble match, and that took a lot of time. And I know there's been a lot of people that have complained about it, but I actually like the fact that they replayed it. First of all, in our world of pro wrestling, uh, you don't get to watch anything new back a second time because this this world moves so fast. Every night, it seems, we have new pro wrestling. So you never really get the opportunity to watch something back. So it was kind of cool to watch that uh, Royal Rumble match a second time. The other thing is you gotta you got to understand that there's a lot of people who watch Monday Night Raw that didn't watch that pay-per-view. And... There's a lot of new eyes on the WWE that didn't watch the Royal Rumble. So I think that's a great way to get newer fans or maybe the fans that haven't watched the last decade to get back into pro wrestling. And I thought Raw did a phenomenal job. Double C asked, what was your first pro wrestling illustrated that you bought off the newsstand? That's a phenomenal question because you have to go back to 1982 and I'm going to have to post it. It's, Tommy Rich was on the cover, and at that time, all I watched, and I think I explained this on Busted Open before, but when I first became a pro wrestling fan, all I watched was Georgia Championship Wrestling, and I'll never forget, um, I was 11 years old, and I was by my friend Jeff's house, who lived down the block from me, and I knew about pro wrestling, but I had never watched it before. And Jeff was watching at his house. He was watching wrestling. And he said to me, he goes, are you a fan of pro wrestling? And I said, I said, no, is that, is that that wrestling with Bob Backlund? And he got really angry at me. And he goes, no, that's the WWWF. That's, that stuff is fake. This is the NWA and this stuff is real. And I sat and I watched Georgia Championship Wrestling with him. And the first thing that I remember was Gordon Soley interviewing Tommy Wildfire Rich. And I just remember, I, I think to myself, man, that looks like David Lee Roth. And my brother was a huge Van Halen fan. I was like, God, that guy looks like David Lee Roth. And, and I was just amazed by Tommy Wildfire Rich. And then they went to a commercial break. And when they came back from commercial, Gordon Soley was interviewing Mad Dog Buzz Sawyer, who was talking about Tommy Wildfire Rich, and and from that moment, I was hooked, and every single Saturday, I watched Georgia Championship Wrestling, and it was actually Pro Wrestling Illustrated and The Wrestler and Inside Wrestling that got me into 
the other wrestling associations. And it was um, that match with Jimmy Superfly Snooker and Bob Backlund, that cage match. And there was a picture in Pro Wrestling Illustrated of Jimmy Superfly Snooker on top of the cage when he went, into, went up against Bob Backlund in 1983. That got me to start watching WWF. And then by that time, I was so just consumed with pro wrestling magazines uh, that I was watching everything that was possible. And then that's when I discovered the WWF and I discovered the AWA and I, I discovered championship wrestling from Florida and I discovered Polynesian Pacific championship wrestling and I discovered uh, uh, world-class championship wrestling. And like that was the beauty of cable TV in the early 80s is that you had all these uh, cable channels from from Texas and from Florida and from you know it, it, and and all, every all these channels were obsessed with pro wrestling and you didn't get pro wrestling like you do nowadays at 8 p.m. Pro wrestling was on very early in the morning on Saturdays and Sundays or they were on really late at night so I'd be watching you know wrestling at 11 o'clock at 12 o'clock I remember I would I would stay up late at night. And I would watch, uh, at 11 o'clock, I would watch uh, All-Star Wrestling, and then I would watch episodes of The Twilight Zone on Channel 11. And those, I was upset. And, and you got All-Star Wrestling on, in New York, it was uh, WOR Channel 9. And then it's just, I, I mean, I, I, I've had these conversations with Tommy Dreamer. I, I'd watch Polynesian Pacific Championship Wrestling on the financial news network it was just it was just a great time to be a wrestling fan so it was almost it was almost like you were discovering something for the first time and obviously none of that was ever on prime time so uh, i know i kind of went on a tangent because i could talk about those early days and those territory days for hours so but um i'll try to find that first pro wrestling illustrated double c and i'll take a picture and again like i said i'm a stone's throw away from violetta who's trying to ignore me and she's texting her boyfriend probably right now. And in our living room, I have this antique wood cabinet where I keep all my wrestling magazines. And she did a phenomenal job on top of that of putting a autographed 8x10 picture that Tommy Dreamer gave me of Tony Atlas. And my um, one of those early WWF figures of Randy Macho Man Savage. So uh, kudos to the lovely... Violetta, let's go out to Crazy Nikki in Arizona. Love you, Nikki. Have you seen? Oh wait, what's? Oh, oh, this is. She's talking about the Will Osprey uh, no fans match from this past Monday, and did I enjoy it? And I did, and I watched it. And thank you again for all these wrestling organizations that are giving us pro wrestling, even though they may be in front of no fans. And it's unique. It's a. It's an unbelievable perspective, and I thought it was absolutely phenomenal. Awesome question, Nikki. Tom Adler asks, just wanting to say, hope you and all your family stay well. Hope you see you all in Florida again. I remember the first WrestleMania remote in Hollywood and getting to meet you and Doug. Wow, you all have come a long way. And congratulations. And Tom is talking about the first ever remote broadcast that we did was before WrestleMania 28. We did a show uh, before WrestleMania 20, 28 and after, right after WrestleMania, WrestleMania 28, uh, Doug and I and our original producer, Mike Riker, uh, doing it from a sports bar. 
And we, you know, it's, it's funny for our 10 year anniversary party, we had 700 fans. I remember Tom Adler was one of them is that we, uh, we did our first ever broadcast, I think in front of like 15 people, uh, in Florida. So yeah, definitely the show has come a long way. And Tom, thank you for being a, a fan of the show since year one. Um, Will the Thrill, who's a SiriusXM employee, actually tweeted, Dave, how do you feel about all the independent workers during this time? And you got to feel for the indie workers at this time. And we're going to hope at some point to be able to take guests while we're doing these shows. And I'd love to get a lot of these indie wrestlers on and they can kind of give their merch page and, you know, how you can buy their merchandise, because right now they're not getting paid. You know, um, they're used to being able to do these indie shows with meet and greets. And that's how a lot of these wrestlers make their money. And now that that opportunity has been taken away from them. And obviously you can understand why because of what's going on. But maybe if everybody can kind of support those indie wrestlers by buying some merchandise, maybe buying some 8x10s, following them on social media, buying a shirt or two. And that's going to keep uh, their career alive during this really, really a uh, tough time. Um, Dave from uh, South Florida says, Dave, the nation loved the unscripted, unproduced Twitter hour you gave us a couple of days ago. When will the second episode take place? Uh, that was like a speed round on steroids. And Dave from uh, South Florida, I appreciate it. And, uh, and I did notice I have the tendency when I do these shows alone that it does feel like I'm doing busted open on steroids. I talk a mile a minute. Uh, I can definitely fill it up, and I swear to you, when I did that Twitter Live, I did it at my kitchen table, and I thought I actually did it for 15 minutes. I'm not lying. I thought I did it for 15 minutes, and I did it for an hour. So I was I was planning on doing like 30 minutes with the nation, and it was an hour because you guys had such amazing comments. I'll definitely try to do that. Listen, we're going to give you original content here on Busted Open in the Mornings. Monday through Saturday. So whether it's an hour, whether it's two hours, we're definitely going to try to give you that programming and be very, very um, active while we're in this really, really tough time. So uh, thank you so much for all these uh, comments and questions. I know there's a, a bunch more and I'm going to try to get to all of your comments and questions when I'm back right here on Busted Open. This is Rick Campbell. Here, Tim Legler and myself react to the news that the NBA season has been suspended on Give and Go. You've got to put the brakes on it. Guys have to get tested, quarantined. Not talking about basketball, but talking about life and the impact of it on the great game that we love. It completely sucks. It's the only thing you can do. We really don't know ultimately when or if we're going to get basketball this season. Give and Go weekdays from 1 to 4 p.m. Eastern on NBA Radio Sirius 207, XM86, and on the Sirius XM app. We're thriving, we're surviving, and I hope you are too, man. Please be safe. Love all you guys. And I have kind of dedicated this show to the Busted Open Nation, reading your comments, reading your tweets, reading your Facebook posts, and it's going really, really well. Some excellent questions. Love the feedback from the nation. And we got Brandon, and Brandon asked, since the ordinance is for groups of 50 or more, I was hoping that the WWE would give 49 tickets away to lucky fans. Seems the wording in the statement stressed personnel only. And I think right now, Brandon, the last thing you want to do is have anybody in harm's way. 
I think it's just great to be safe, leaving that distance. And I know that pro wrestling is about being a community and being close together. But obviously, these are crazy times, and the best thing you want to do is be safe. And unfortunately, you're just going to have to accept the fact that WrestleMania 36 is going to be unlike any other WrestleMania that we've ever had before. So, I mean, as long as you accept that, I mean, that's the way it's going to be. And hopefully you can enjoy it. It's going to be unique. It's going to be surreal. But unfortunately, if you want WrestleMania 36, this is the only way that you're going to get it. Uh, Dave in Atlanta says, hey, Busted Open and LaGreca, would you come to our Busted Open Radio Discord and hang out with us on the Nation show. And you can always join the Busted Open Nation Discord server on the Discord app. Uh, David, every once in a while I'm on there. Uh, sometimes you know it's me. Sometimes you don't know it's me. But I really like, uh, I really like uh, going on there and going on the Discord and, and, and reading and, and seeing what you guys think about not only Busted Open, but also um, you know, what's going on in the world of professional wrestling. Uh, MJF Scarf, and I'm glad to see that MJF Scarf is actually following me on Twitter. MJR, MJF Scarf asks, if you could take four people under the age of 25 to start a wrestling company, who would they be? So four people under the age of 25. This is a good question. I'm trying to think of people who are under uh, the age of 25. And obviously I know that MJF just had his 25th birthday and He's probably one of the best heels in the company. So um, I would definitely take um, MJF, even though I hate him and he's human scum. Uh, Tony Storm, I believe, is only 24. So I would definitely take Tony Storm. She's one of the best women wrestlers out there. Um, Tyler Bate, I believe, is 24 years old. Uh, Rhea Ripley is 23 or 24. So that's, that's three or four right now. Darby Allen, I believe, is 23 or 24 years old. Um, so, so right there, you look at those names, Ace Austin, who I love, I believe is only 23. And now I'm going over what you asked. I think Jordan Grace is 24 years old. I mean, that's about, you know, six or seven wrestlers that are under the age of 25 that I think are absolutely phenomenal. And if you look at the youth of pro wrestling right now, and I know, uh, when we first started, uh, busted open, when you looked at the WWE, when you looked at impact wrestling, um, a lot of people complained that there were veterans and there wasn't a lot of young wrestlers and there wasn't a lot of youth on the roster. Can't really say that right now. Even when you look at uh, Monday Night Raw, there's a lot of youth on that roster. Obviously NXT, AEW, um, T, uh, Impact Wrestling right now, the NWA. There, there, are, there are a lot of youth when you look at these rosters. And pro wrestling always has to evolve. And... When you look at even the major companies right now, you always had to go to the indie organizations to look at anybody who is under the age of 25. But I don't think that's the case anymore. When you look at NXT, when you look, look at NXT UK, uh, when you look at AEW, um, when you look at Impact Wrestling, there's a lot of youth on those rosters. So uh, definitely you're, you're seeing the evolution of pro wrestling. Uh, Robert asks, uh, do you think the Performance Center students – and some NXT wrestlers should be in the audience. They can hold signs up uh, to rob each other or, or get a LaGreca head out there. Man, I would love to see a LaGreca head at WrestleMania. That really burns me. 
because uh, I, I really do believe that for the first time you would have gotten a LaGreca head at WrestleMania, but unfortunately because the times the way they are, and who knows? I, you know, I don't know how the WWE is going to do it, but they probably don't want too many people out there, and obviously they're going to have a lot of personnel out there, so they got to be very, very careful with the amount of people that are going to be a part of it. And I, I think even actually having some wrestlers out there in the audience could be a bit of a distraction, or maybe it could be a storyline in one of the matches. We'll just have to see. Uh, Jonathan says, could you see some NXT talent on the WrestleMania card since TakeOver was canceled? And unfortunately, obviously, NXT TakeOver is canceled. And as of right now, when we're doing this broadcast, who knows how long WrestleMania is going to be? I, I, I'm sure that WrestleMania is not going to be the seven-hour show that we're used to. Uh, you just can't do that without a live crowd. That would be a really, really tough sell. Um, so I, I don't think you're going to see a lot of NXT. Obviously, we're getting Rhea Ripley. Maybe we do get an NXT championship match uh, or two uh, on the WrestleMania card. Uh, who knows what this WrestleMania card is going to look like uh, before we get to April. Just crazy, crazy times. You just don't know. Um, Alex Morton asks, thoughts on Broken Skull Sessions with Bret Hart? And I, I obviously talked a lot about that at the beginning of t today's show. Uh, Stone Gold did a phenomenal job. Um, and when it comes to Bret Hart, just an awesome sit-down. And that's why it's great to have that unique perspective and have somebody like Stone Cold Steve Austin doing the interview. That's why I love hearing the interviews that Bully does and Mark Henry does and Tommy Dreamer does right here on, on Busted Open because it gives that unique perspective. And I thought Stone Cold did a great job. And, and those comments uh, that Bret Hart gave on Goldberg were definitely eye-opening. Mook Williams says, do you think a more comedic wrestling style would come across better or worse in front of the fanless PC crowd? I don't think it would, uh, I, you know, because if you're not getting that reaction from the crowd, you know how that is. Uh, you know, if you're doing uh, a comedy and you're not getting any reaction from the crowd, it's just going to seem weird. It's going to seem surreal. And I kind of felt that with Stone Cold Steve Austin on Monday Night Raw. Uh, listen, I had a smile on my face from ear to ear hearing Stone Cold Steve Austin uh, doing what he does best on Monday Night Raw, but it did feel weird uh, without that crowd. And I think that that crowd would have made that segment so much better. Imagine the pops that uh, Stone Cold would have been getting when he was making those jokes, and it just it just had just a, a different feel. Uh, Matt Black says... Not really a question, but a thank you, uh, all of you, for giving us a daily escape with Busted Open. We are in crazy times right now, and any form of normalcy we can get in our daily life is greatly appreciated. Thank you so much. And, and Matt, thank you so much uh, for everything. Darren says, just catching up here in the U.K., huge credit to you guys for delivering to the nation in spite of the situation. And obviously, uh, Darren is listening to the show uh, with our podcast. And you can always subscribe to our podcast. Uh, you know, we are going to do a lot different with the podcast once we get up and running again and we can get through the other side of this. And obviously our podcast is still going to be available, but I'm really looking to do different things with the podcast and giving some exclusive content uh, with the podcast. So definitely, uh, definitely look for that. Uh, Brian says, no question for me. I just wanted to thank you, Bully, Mark, Tommy, 
uh, Gabby, Marissa, and all the folks at Busted Open Show for doing your absolute best to entertain us during this chaotic time. Thank you, thank you, and thank you. And Brian, thank you, man. Thanks for listening, and I truly appreciate it. Just got a message from Goatface, and Goatface is somebody that used to call on the regular to our show when we were on in the afternoons, but since we moved to the mornings, he can't join us anymore. And Goatface just uh, kind of message, just thanking us for being on and thanking us for doing what we do and just seeing the evolution of the show. Because Goatface uh, was a caller and a listener to our show when you probably can count our listeners on one hand. He's definitely original. Goatface, thanks for sticking and staying with us all this time. Uh, Bundy asks, is NXT TakeOver and the Hall of Fame being moved to the PC or postponed? If Mania is there, I don't mind having all the events there. Speaking of Mania, I'm excited. I think we're in store for something interesting. And right now, uh, I think the Hall of Fame uh, is going to be moved. I think they may be doing it SummerSlam weekend. And that's going to make SummerSlam a little bit more special. Imagine what SummerSlam is going to be like especially now that uh, WrestleMania is going to be in front of no audience at all. Hopefully we'll be on the other side of this once we get to August. So imagine how big uh, SummerSlam is going to be. And obviously we're going to try to do a SummerSlam party like we did last year in Toronto. That was one of my favorite remote broadcasts was being in front of that, uh, you know, that crowd, seeing Hansy, seeing Nug, seeing Jimmy Corderas. That was awesome. So that busted open party is going to be great once we get to August. And I think they're going to be doing the Hall of Fame uh, SummerSlam weekend. Uh, Matthew Hess uh, asked the question, Hey, Dave, do you feel with this extra time not traveling from city to city will offer more time for each performer at Mania to master their matches with, with run-throughs and match discussions? Thanks for being the voice of the business. And I appreciate it. I, um, Matthew, thanks for listening to my voice. Uh, that means a lot to me. Um, Matthew, uh, I guess they will have more time to kind of discuss what's going on and maybe go through their matches. And, and listen, we get a lot of five-star matches, a lot of special matches at WrestleMania. And and I'm, I'm sure these matches now are going to be a little bit more unique, a little bit more special, since it's going to be such a unique and special setting. And I'm sure they'll run through their matches. I'm sure they'll have more time to discuss it. But I'm sure you know a lot of the wrestlers that we talk here on Busted Open don't love over-discussing a match or over-performing a match before it actually happens. So I guess, that per, I guess that's unique to the performer. And it's whatever the performer wants to do. I've, I've also got a lot of messages uh, with the LaGreca heads. And obviously uh, the LaGreca head, just like me, is staying home during this crazy time. Uh, Chef Joe uh, Rago says, love you, man. Love you right back, Chef Joe. And thanks for messing, uh, messing us. Uh, Boy 88 says, thanks for doing a show about wrestling. Uh, I love uh, you on Sirius. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, I totally appreciate it. Brad Storm says, should we be buying into all the chatter that Moving Mania to the PC is a smokescreen and that the real event will be at MSG in June? The BS meter seems quite high on this one. And I don't think it's a BS meter, uh, Brad. I think there's always the potential of a change. And in the world of the WWE, there is always changes. And right now it's going to be at the Performance Center in front of no audience in April. But maybe we do see 
uh, WrestleMania be in an arena, in, in an arena like Madison Square Garden in June? I don't know, quite honestly, if we're going to be on the other side of this by June. I pray that we are. My fingers crossed that we are. Um, I would get. I would love to get back to live programming and being in our New York studios, but here we are in March, and I don't know where we are right now. So can we say that by June that we're going to be on the other side of this, that everything's going to be clear, that we're going to be ready for mass gatherings? I don't have that answer right now. So I don't know if the WWE has that answer right now, but that would be kind of cool to have it in June and to have it back, a WrestleMania back at Madison Square Garden, that would definitely be um, uh, something special. Jimmy says, love Becky and Rhea just as, I know you all love Becky and Rhea just as I do. Both are great champions, but why do you rarely speak about Bailey? She is the most accomplished women's champion in the WWE, but you show her no love like an unwanted, or you show her love like an unwanted stepchild, just wondering. Um, I got to be honest, and I've said this before on Busted Open, I'm not really getting the connection with Bailey right now. The other thing is that Ryan McKinnell and Mark do a great job talking about SmackDown on Saturdays, and I know that they talk a lot about Bailey because they're reacting to SmackDown. Now, I'll be doing SmackDown this Saturday with Mark, and I'm sure we'll be talking about Bailey, and kudos to Bailey and Sasha for what they did on last week's SmackDown, but I got to be honest, I'm not really connecting with the character, and, and maybe that's going to change in time. But right now, um, it's, just not, it's just not resonating with me. Um, Jeremy from uh, Canada is asking about the Mania Shirt Challenge. I'm going straight ahead with the Mania Shirt Challenge, man. We're at day 43 right now, um, and I, I love it. And you can ask my wife, Violetta. I pretty much have... Um, pro wrestling shirts on every day of my life so it's not just unique to the mania shirt challenge but uh wow it's it's uh it, it's it's pretty much my daily attire here not only on busted open but uh every day of my life so many questions and comments i i'm so sorry i couldn't get to all of them unbelievable the response that we had on facebook on twitter i mean i i, I only scratched the surface but we're running low on time. Uh, I, I'm sorry that I'm only going to give you an hour today, but I think that's going to change uh, come tomorrow. Follow us on social media. Follow us at David LaGreca1. Please follow me on Twitter, at David LaGreca1, at Busted Open Radio, at BullyRay5150, at the Mark Henry, at the Tommy Dreamer. You know, follow us because we're going to give you constant updates, and we'll update you on uh, start times of the show, the length of the show, uh, any guests that we could possibly have. So please uh, follow us on social media. I love you guys, and thanks so much. Goodbye right here from Busted Open. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM, Fight Nation, Channel 156, the Busted Open Podcast. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also, 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. 
So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.